Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Hi, welcome to Brand Ford Leadership, the podcast for those of you out there who are looking to make sure that you have a major presence in your industry. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Oh my goodness, I got a special guest today. I checked out what he's doing online and I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please welcome Dan Burkhardt. How you doing, buddy? Good, thanks so much for having me on, Gary. Oh, my pleasure. Now, it's Jerry. I do get Jerry. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It happens all the time. It's the G, I know. And that's because my birth name is Gerald. So it's Jerry with a G and a whole bit. So, Dan, if you don't mind, just give everyone an overview of exactly what you do, what your company does, and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. How long do we have? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got my hands on a lot of different things. But yeah, so I'm Dan Burkhardt. And I moved to Nashville in 2019 and started an Instagram page called Wicked Tasty. So at the time, fell in love with the Nashville food scene. I left my corporate job, moved halfway across the country and was like, I just want to get involved in the Nashville hospitality industry. So we built this brand, Wicked Tasty, um, over 2019 and into early 2020. And we are about to launch a videography, photography, and social media marketing firm for restaurants literally two weeks before the, the COVID shutdowns happen. And when the world shut down, we realized we had to pivot. So we pivoted, um, kind of put our ears to the ground and was thinking about, all right, like, what is it that we can do? When restaurants started reopening and they started going to those QR menus, we noticed that it's a really cool technology, but a really bad way to display a menu. So we figured why not take some of the skills we have, which is photography, branding, marketing, and infuse that into a digital menu for a restaurant to give them more power and to also make it something that their consumers or their guests will enjoy using as well. So that's where our platform, The Better Menu, was born. All right. So if if everyone wants to go to Dan's website, what's the URL, please? Yeah. So you can go to eatwickedtasty.com. That will have all the information about our Wicked Tasty brand, as well as The Better Menu and some other cool projects that we're working on that are kind of in the infant stages right now. So I won't tease those out quite yet, but All the information can be found there. And I'm fascinated with what you're doing, because as you alluded to when the pandemic hit, oh, my God, when I think about the industries that got hit the hardest as a result of COVID, the restaurant industry has got to be at the top of the list, ahead of travel and entertainment and some of the others. And you come in and what exactly what, what problem are you solving for these restaurants? Yeah. So a couple of different problems. So for there, we'll start on the consumer side because it's always okay. the easiest to describe it that way because everyone who eats out at restaurants and has used a QR menu has probably been frustrated by that experience. <laughs> so for the consumers, it's creating a better menu experience for them by actually using picture and photography on the menu. So we 
built our platform to look very similar to an Instagram feed in the way that it flows and it's very picture focused. So big pictures and you're able to see all the food you're about to order. For restaurants, what we've done is we built some really sleek tools that makes managing the menu very easy. And in this current environment with supply chains being in flux and prices going crazy, having that ability to dynamically and adjust prices on the fly or to add in or swap out items, ingredients, whatever it is on their menu, saves them time, saves them money on printing costs, saves them time on web development costs and all of that. So there's that aspect. And then we do a bunch of marketing stuff with them and Google analytics on the back end, So they can actually see how guests are navigating their menu, how they're flowing through the menu, what items are most popular, what they're looking at and things like that. So is this for the dine-in customer or the one who's looking for takeout or delivery? Or this both? is this is purely in-house right now. Okay. Um, we do have the ability to integrate it directly into a partner's website. So when you're thinking okay. about where you want to go out to eat and you go to the menu tab, rather than getting a PDF menu on your computer or your phone or getting a text-based menu on your computer or your phone, it would be our menu. So we do have that ability, but it's really focused towards restaurants using QR menus for in-house dining. Wow, 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 wow. All right, so this is really good. So I'm in a restaurant and I take my phone and I scan a little QR code, like you said. And like mm-hmm. you also said, all you see is a bunch of print. You're saying that instead of just seeing the print, the menu itself, I get to see the photographs of the items? Is that what you're getting to? Yeah, so that was a big thing for me because I don't know about you but and or your listeners, but before we go out to eat, we do major recon, reconnaissance on every restaurant. We go and we look at their Instagram profiles to see what type of pictures they have. We see what pic- pictures people are tagging them in. We go to their Yelp profile to see pictures of items. And we really sort of map out our entire meal and experience before we even go there, all based on photography and imagery mm-hmm. of what the food's going to look like. Because we all like to eat with our eyes first. That's the first thing we see before we smell it. Before we taste it, we see it coming over to our table. So we're very visual about our food, but it doesn't make sense why we're just, you know, putting all these digital assets on social media and on review sites, but none of that's flowing through or being used on menus when people are actually making that decision of what they want to order and how they want to experience that food at the restaurant. So it's all picture-based. So it it literally is... um, four by three pictures as you scroll down and we actually have the text overlaid onto the picture. So there's a a slight bar across the top where it'll display the item name and price. And then you can tap the picture to be able to actually pull up the description of the item overlaid on that picture. So it's a really seamless interface, makes it easy for guests to order with their eyes rather than reading a bunch of text and descriptors. Man, oh man. Now who invented this technology? Was that you yourself who came up with this? Yeah. So this was all, all my idea to, nice. to do this. And I mean, I, I can't say that I was the first person to ever put a picture on a menu. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's been done before. So, right. So I'm not the first person to ever do this, but the way that we're doing it by really, really focusing on the picture and making the picture, the main thing is, is sort of what makes us unique from other digital menu or QR menu platforms out there. I'm glad you said that because, as you know, this is called the brand for leadership. And so this yep. is all about how to be a one of a kind elite top shelf brand in your space. And that starts with making sure you set yourself apart as being different than other choices. And so mm-hmm. I assume you're the only one who has this, right? This the only one who has it. Um, you don't know or the only one who does it the way the way we do it, I'd say. Okay. There are other, there's, there's definitely other platforms out there that, like I said, use pictures or imagery in the, in, in the menu. 
but the way that we're approaching it and attacking it with really prioritizing picture first, it, it's hard to explain, you know, without visuals here. Um, but think of it as like a lot of people will use thumbnail photos versus we're full screen, if that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's say I'm a restaurant owner and we're mm-hmm. talking and I ask you a question such as, well, there's some other options out there that seem similar. What makes yours better than those other choices? Um, well, I think part of it goes to the discussion I've been having with the restaurant, right? Like, you know, trying to figure out what their challenges and needs are and how we can sort of pivot around that. But, you know, kind of in a general sense, I think a couple things. One, we really built this platform specifically for independent and local restaurants. And that's really where our heart is, is, is helping those. Whereas a lot of the other folks in the industry sort of focus more upstream first, maybe not the big chains like a Darden brand chain or, you know, the Chipotle's like brands like that, but, you know, larger regional restaurant groups or chains is where they're trying to really focus. We really want to be the player for the mom and pop type shops. So that's really like sort of what makes us unique. And, and we're really focused on our customer service. We're focused on being experts on local and independent restaurants and, you know, providing those services directly for them. So I think that's really what makes us different than the competitors out there. But of course, you know, as we're having those conversations with people like, you know, my sales coach would, would kill me if I, you know, just said we would always say this way, because it's really, you know, we're going to say it, we're, we're going to tailor every discussion and, and make sure that we're solving the problems that our, our, partners need solved. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now this is interesting because uh, restaurants, as you know, you got the chains, <laughs> then you got the independence mm-hmm. and you're smart to go after the independence because first off, if you went after the chains anyway, they can't make a decision. <laughs> All they have are managers and they'll, they'll yep. say, take it to corporate, take it to corporate. You don't want to mm-hmm. go down that route. And number two, bless you for helping the local small business. That's what's most important here. Those mom and pops and those single owned whatever family restaurants, good for you. Now, let me ask you this question. Thinking about these owners, my experience with them, because branding is everything for these guys, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it seems as if when the owner is faced with trying to figure out ways to grow, how to get more butts in the seats, right? How to get more people through the door. Man their thinking is so prehistoric because they don't really know how to increase revenue. All they can think of is, well, we got to get returning diners. Okay. Yeah. You got to get returning diners Mm -hmm. and we've got to figure out a way perhaps to offer some kind of special, maybe we do a promotion of some sort to get new people in. What are your thoughts on that? Because it seems as if it's a bit outdated in terms of their thinking, whereas you're, you're bringing forth something that's revolutionary, next generation. What are your thoughts? Um, I would be lying if I would say it hasn't been our biggest challenge oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> in the sales process. It's definitely been, it's been that, you know, there's obviously an aversion to tech um, in, in the independent restaurant field. And you know, I haven't really put my finger on where that necessarily stems from. I think part of it is, yeah. you know, they've always done it one way and it's always been, you know, successful for them. So it's uh, change always is tough when things have always worked. And then I think something else that's really made it difficult is during COVID, a lot of restaurants were for, forced to pivot or change um, with their technology. And a lot of the partners that they ended up working with, like I'm thinking of like the big delivery driver um, or delivery food delivery companies um, weren't necessarily the best partners for them. They 
took high fees. They made it really tough for restaurants to survive. I mean, it was, they had to do it out of necessity to keep their brand alive, but the margins they were making on, you know, using those platforms was very, very slim. So I think that's been a challenge too, is like, you know, there's kind of had this, this bad view of tech in the industry where, you know, tech is just looking out for themselves, where we're trying to change that narrative that we're looking out for the restaurants. You know, we always like to say like, we can't survive unless the partners we work with thrive. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's why, you notice I use the word prehistoric and mm-hmm. with a lot of these owners, uh, at least with the chains, they're a little bit more forward thinking, but in terms of some of these, these independents, they're, like you said, they're stuck in their old ways. So, so, so tell, tell us about yourself. Tell us your story. How did, how did you get to doing this? Um, I've always been an entrepreneur my entire life, or okay. I've had the aspiration to be an entrepreneur my entire life like growing up like I wrote a neighborhood newspaper Uh in college I flipped stuff on eBay and I also had a company that um, basically we were a distributor for a local uh, old-fashioned soda type company like that sold the soda and glass bottles up in Connecticut and I helped them expand their distribution from just central Connecticut to the southern um, southwest shoreline so you know I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in everything I've done Uh, but coming out of college or coming out of college yeah I I really wanted to just start my own company, but I didn't have money. And then the other thing that I didn't really have was scale sales skills. So I figured I'm going to go to the corporate world for a few years. I'm going to acquire both of those things. (laughs) And then when the timing is right, I'm going to eventually strike out on my own and and try my hand at it. So I was in the corporate world for five years working at S&P Global. So like the company that owns S&P 500, the S&P ratings industry, I was on there. um, I was on there. Uh, market intelligence division. So we sold data intelligence platforms and my segment was banks. So I spent four years doing that, traveling all over the country. It was a really great gig, um, but I burned myself out doing it uh, pretty hard, but I accomplished what I set out to accomplish, which was make money and to learn sales. So um, (laughs) in in May of, or in early 2019, I, I sort of had known, seen the writing on the wall that like I was kind of nearing the finish line and I had made president circle for my performance in 2018. So I kind of was going out on top. So I figured, you know, there's no better time to step away than to step away now. Um, So when an opportunity came to move to Nashville, I jumped on it and just kind of got a clean slate with everything we're doing now with Wicked Tasty. Good for you. Good for you. Now, these restaurants, let's dive into that a little bit more because we're going to have restaurant owners who want to see this interview. Okay. Mm -hmm. Give us an idea of, the typical restaurant client for you. Now, you, you mentioned the independence and so on and so forth, but are they casual dining restaurants, high end? Give us an idea of who do you feel would be a great fit for your technology? Yeah, we definitely skew more towards like the fast casual. So okay. definitely number one would be sit down dining establishment, like a one where you sit at the table and, and order rather than where there would be like an overhead menu board or you're ordering at oh. the counter. We do have some partners that that are that way and, and they don't have any internal signage besides our QR menu. So like their they're guests still use it, but we, it's really built more for the table service, fast casual. Um, and I would say like something that I love, you know, being a foodie and having a food Instagram, like obviously a restaurant that has Instagram worthy food, right? Like your food has to look good. It, it, it's going to taste good. I'm sure, you know, most I've never, I've met very few chefs 
if any, who don't make food that doesn't taste good. <laughs> but, you know, the presentation is important, especially if you're going to be using a platform that that is going to be the first impression every guest is making about what you're putting out there. So, you know, I, a lot of the partners we've targeted early in the sales process or in our company's sales process has been you know, based on their Instagram page and like how Instagram worthy their food is. And if they have really good looking food, then they're a top target for us, you know? So those are, those are kind of, you know, the things we look for in, in our partners. And what do you see as the biggest opportunity for these restaurants? Because they're not leveraging the technology and they're not thinking outside the box. But so what, what do you, if you were talking to an owner right now and you could say, this is the opportunity for you to do what? Well, how would you complete that sentence? This is the opportunity for you to make your menu your best marketing tool. Okay. And what I mean by that yeah. is when people are deciding where they want to go eat, 90% of people, and I don't know if you do this too, Jerry, or if you're, you're um, if your listeners do this too, but like I said, we always do this, you know, people go to a, a restaurant's website and they look at the menu. Yeah. And if they're between two places and one place has pictures on their menu and the other place doesn't, which place are they going to choose? Ooh. And when they're in-house, we're giving them data on how guests are navigating their menu so they can understand, okay, people between the ages of 24 and 35 find these three items to be the most popular items. People, you know, find these three items to be whatever, you know, whatever it is. So we're giving them data and analytics so they can then turn, turn that back around in any of their advertising and marketing to be more effective and more yes. efficient. Wow, 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 wow. I like that. And so how long have you been doing this again? We came up with the idea in the summer, <laughs> of, 20, summer of 2020. Okay, very built good. My first, built my first beta product by myself um, at the end of 2020. Then we worked with a developer during 2021 to build out the platform for real. Okay. Um, so the, we've been like officially live for about six months now. Excellent. On, on the current platform. Okay. I love it. And how many restaurants, the reason I ask is how many restaurants on, on board so far? How's it going? So we're still growing. Um, at this point, we have just over 10 restaurants here in Nashville okay. on board. Um, and we've really limited our sales to the city of Nashville um, or just the, the greater Nashville area. Um, obviously with tech, you can do it anywhere, but with a lot of the partners, we're doing a lot of the photography ourselves just to help speed up the onboarding because a lot of them didn't already have photos available um, or needed new photos done of, of dishes they didn't have available. Um, and also just kind of ha being there in person to be able to talk to our partners and figure out, you know, what's working and what's not uh, is, has been part of the, you know, strategic decision to stay close and to home for the time being. And we're really, we've already made multiple iterations or versions to the platform based on feedback. So, you know, while we only have 10 partners now and we've been live for six months, you know, I would love to have more on the, the platform if we could. Um, but it, it's been helpful to be able to give people individual attention. And we've gotten a lot of really great feedback on ways to improve and enhance the platform. So I feel like eventually we're going to be at the point where we can really, you know, take the reins off this thing and try to, to grow it, you know, big. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. I like that because this the title of this podcast, as you know, is Brand Forward Leadership. So this is about making sure that owners have the strongest brand possible so your brand can do what you need it to do. Mm -hmm. And in your case, I'm just curious, how do you grow your company? Are you out there networking? I mean, how do, how do you grow your business? Right now, it's 100% of my sales coming through Instagram. 
Um, okay. Yeah, just pros- prospecting as myself through our Wicked Tasty Instagram page. So, okay, okay, very good. That's working pretty well. Yeah, it, it, it is working well. Now, what's been your biggest success story? Because you've got, I think you said six, right? About six restaurants online. Was it six or more? I'm sorry. We have we have eleven. Eleven. Okay, you got eleven yep. online. What success story are you most proud of to date? Well, one of the cool things that we've seen is that pictures help sell food. Um, so one of our newer newer partners, we were um, running them through our proof of concept, okay. and the big metric we were going to track because they were using Toast Tab for their online orders, and Toast Tab has pictures on their platform for online ordering. Um, again not big pictures like ours, but they, they do use pictures. Um, and their online orders were about 25% larger than their in-house orders and in-house, they were just using a QR menu with no pictures or anything on it. So they were like, our, our proof of concept was, can we use our platform with pictures to get the in-house sales up to where they are online? And they, they have, um, I mean, it's been six weeks worth of, of data. So, you know, I don't know if that's a trend that, you know, it, it's not, you know, a, a world changing trend, but it, for the first six weeks of having it up there, we've been able to get their sales in-house, their average ticket size um, up 20, almost, almost 33% um, to match their online orders. So. Woo, there you go. And listen, take it from me. Cause I don't know how to cook. <laughs> Okay. Although I took cooking lessons last year online, but that's another story. So I'm a dine in, or if I'm not dining in, I'm ordering delivery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I go take out. And I think you have something that is awesome, my friend. You really do. Because as I was listening to you, I was thinking about a, a few restaurants that I go to kind of regularly where I live. And I often say to myself, even though I know what the food tastes like, there's a lot of items on here I really don't know much about. And the fact, if they had your technology, your device, my goodness, that would really, really mean a lot to me as a, as a customer. Mm-hmm. And so I acknowledge you for what you're doing. Now, is there anything else that you want people to know about what you're offering? I, and and I would, I would, you and I were talking at the beginning. I've always, I want to go to Nashville. I've never been there. I love country music. And I know they do the award show there. But man, when I've seen photographs, video images of Nashville. It is packed with restaurants. Holy cow. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got, you're like a party city or something. You got that street where everybody's, I don't know what that street is. It's like, oh my, I'm going to, I want to hang out down there. And so I'm I'm just curious, how do you set, how do you penetrate that market? Because there's so much going on and these guys know each other. They're competing against each other. Do you bump up against any of these owners saying, well, I want this, but I don't want my number one competitor having this too. What do you, what, how, how do you deal with that kind of stuff perhaps? Nashville, I haven't actually run into that. I mean, Nashville is an okay. amazingly supportive community in the hospitality space. And I think that's actually one of the things that drew me to it when we were moving down here and okay. you know, my decision to pursue this industry um, was because of the sense of community around it. Like it, it yes, there is competition, but Thankfully, because Nashville is such a popular tourist destination, there's more than enough diners to go around. Um, you know, not saying that restaurants couldn't potentially put more butts in seats, um, you know, and I'm sure there's days that are slower than others. But for the most part, you know, a lot of the restaurants in, in Nashville are very supportive of each other and they view each other as, you know, peers and, and friends rather than 
as the competition that they want to squash or crush. So that's been a really cool thing about being in the industry. I mean, we've had people um, like our current clients that introduce us to other potential, you know, partners or, or restaurants to work with, you know, just based on how much they've enjoyed using our platform and thinking that we'd be a good fit for other people in town. So that's, that's been cool. And it's, it's definitely been made, made it be a fun industry to be a part of. I love that. And that's a good thing to hear because I'm a big believer in cooperation, not competition, that owners should come together because there's enough business out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. And everyone can just support each other. Let's grow back together. That's really good. Now, how can people find out about you? When I say people, these owners in Nashville, okay, is it is it best to just go to Instagram? How should they connect with you? Yeah, Instagram is definitely the best route. Um, our Wicked Tasty page is, and we have a page for the Better Menu, but our Wicked Tasty page is really the main page that I use for all okay. of my communication and everything. We have just over 13,000 13, followers on, on that platform. So, you know, it's a pretty sizable page in town and a lot of chefs and restaurateurs in town know us um, from that page, which has been another helpful thing for us is to have that brand behind this Mm -hmm. to use it to get a foot in the door and open up conversations. Anything these owners should know about the price of your technology or how do, how do you handle that? How do they? Yeah. Yeah. Currently we're, we're using a model where it's per seat. So, and by per seat, I mean, how many seats you have in your restaurant because one of the things that I found is we had a barbecue joint that had 15 bar seats that they were using it at. And then right next door, there was a burger joint that had 80 seats in there. And I was like, it didn't make sense to, you know, be charging them both the same price when, you know, one was getting more value out of it than another in terms of how many customers were using the platform and things like that. So um, we pivoted to a per seat model, um, starts at $1.99 per seat, and we have price breaks at 50 seats, uh, 150 seats. And 350 seats. Yeah, I, I have some experience in the restaurant industry in terms of doing some branding for some restaurants. And yeah, they're they're a special breed, that's for sure. And and I admire them though for mm-hmm. being in the restaurant business. I mean, it, it's still America's number one industry where failures occur, I think, small business failure. I think it's the restaurant industry still. I don't know. That used to be the uh, statistic for years. Mm-hmm. And the folks that make it as entrepreneurs, oh my God, I admire those men and women so much where they have all these <laughs> locations in different different cities. That's incredible. So good for you, my friend. Is there anything else you would like people to know before we uh, say goodbye to each other here? I'll just say this like to anyone out there listening, like continue to support local restaurants. I know that, you know, we're, we're past a lot of the yeah. 2020 badness um, that that really hurt the industry, but, you know, they're all still recovering now, even, you know, two years later. So um, it's an industry that I, I always like to say independent restaurants are the cultural and economic backbone of every American city. You know, the first thing people say whenever they visit any city is they talk about the food or, you know, the bar scene or, or whatever it is, you know, nine times out of 10, unless you're like talking about maybe like Hawaii or something like that. But usually then it's the second thing, right? It's like, I love the beach. The beach was beautiful. And oh, by the way, there was this great restaurant on the beach that we had these amazing fish tacos from, you know? So in independent restaurants really are what, what make your, your local community unique. So continue to support them um, any way you can. And yeah. 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 Well said. And that's a great note to end on. Well, listen, Dan, you and I could continue to talk because we're also talking about one of my favorite topics, which is food. 
<laughs> okay, because I am a dining out guy, okay, because I don't cook, even though someone bought me an Instapot and somebody else bought me a, a air fryer, but that's, that's as good as I go. I love, anyway. I love, I love my air fryer. Oh my God, aren't they incredible? I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> you got to taste my wings, okay. <laughs> that's what, I make like three dishes, and <laughs> but I make these great wings. But that's amazing technology. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen technology that's that incredible since the microwave oven. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Dan, you're awesome. Thank you so much for what you were doing to help buffer the economy in Nashville to support the small business. The these restaurant owners they have been through hell and back. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And they employ so many people. And one of the things I also love and admire about you is that you're helping people keep their jobs uh, and, and get jobs because they were some of the ones that were hardest hit. So I just I just really want to tip my hat off, hat off to you, my friend. I really do. Thank you. All right. So, everyone, you heard how you can get in touch with him. All right. Say it one more time, Dan, the best place to go to learn more about you if you are a local restaurant owner is where? www.eatwickedtasty.com. All right. And by the way, you never know, Dan, because this podcast could go across the country and there may be other cities. All right. Who are going to say, hey, hey, Dan, can you bring that to my city? So you never know, right? Very, very soon. We're almost ready to leave the nest. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, listen, thanks again for being on the show. And to all of our listeners or those who are watching, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you, are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more and you would like to be a guest on this program. I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand leadership because i love seeing your posts i love guest suggestions that's how we all grow that's how we all connect and make it through this world which are through our relationships and our connections and lastly let me throw this in we are regularly putting out new episodes and content i'm always on the lookout for not only great guests but great content And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love 
support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.